Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports on all of your platforms, including Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and Harp on Sports. The Facebook page. So there we go. What do we have in store for you on this edition of the program? Well, three things as always. A little cancel culture. Actually, cancel culture across the board. So we're going to look at that. Also, a little vision in the bill. As Jacksonville, in the last six weeks, passes a new downtown plan, at least, for a practice facility, indoor practice facility, Offices, things of that nature, are right next to Everbank, or excuse me, TIA Bank, my bad. And also, getting that Four Seasons done, or at least laying the groundwork for that Four Seasons to get done. So, I give the city credit. I think Lot J would have been better, but it's something. So, we're going to look at that as well. And also, the Rays get knocked out of the postseason. This baseball postseason has been fantastic. Now, it hasn't been good if you're a Rays fan, but... There's something that we learned this year with the Rays that I hope we continue to learn going forward. Take those lessons with us. Let's start off first with a little cancel culture in the National Football League. And it's not only in the National Football League, it's a variety of canceling. Found out today that Lincoln Riley, the head football coach at Oklahoma, canceled his media availability after the student newspaper reported who was getting the majority of the snaps at quarterback this week, and it's not the preseason Heisman favorite, Spencer Rattler. So Lincoln Riley pouts, finds out this information, cancels all media availability the rest of the week. My program, you can't have access to it. I always think it's funny how and people want clarity when it comes to the other guy, but they don't want clarity when it comes to their guy. We need you to be an open book. Our guy, however, doesn't have to be. Close practices to the media. And I get that. I get that. You don't want to share too many things. Access is one of those things, though, that should be afforded to members of the media because a lot of these schools, National Football League, college football, the reason they make as much money as they do is because of their television contracts. It is. It's true. Because of their television contracts, that's why you have these exorbitant amount of money that's flowing in. So this whole thing, the media shouldn't get access. Well, the media is what allows you to pay the players what you can pay them, to build the stadiums, all of those things. So Lincoln Riley is a different form of cancel. He cancels because he's pouting. Okay. All you had to do in that case, if you're Lincoln Riley, is come out and you see the report in the student newspaper. And bravo to the student newspaper at Oklahoma. Bravo to the alligator here at the University of Florida. Why? Because, and I, I, you know, students sometimes get a bad rap. And everybody likes to rip on the youth of America. I won't in these instances. I won't. Yeah, each generation, no, they don't work as hard as we do. That's fine. But my generation sold out. Sold out. Generation above me definitely sold out. Sold out. Why? To pay the mortgage. Pay the mortgage, right? You want to be friends with the people. You cover You cover a team long enough and you're in a city long enough. You become friends. You become too close to the people that you cover. That's a fact. I give the student newspapers credit in Oklahoma and at the University of Florida because they're reporting things. A lot of other people don't have the cojones to do. Good for them. Good for them in both of those instances. 
And shame on Lincoln Riley. Student newspaper scoops a story where another quarterback is getting more snaps than your preseason Heisman favorite. So what do you do? You cancel all media availability? Yeah, that'll go over real well. All you have to do is do this. All you have to do is come out and say something of this nature. Ready? Uh, Lincoln uh, report in the so-and-so newspaper that Spencer Rattler's not getting the majority of the snaps. What, what, what's your reaction to that? Well, look, we don't disclose our practice strategy with anybody. We don't count the number of snaps each guy gets. But both quarterbacks took snaps today at practice. Yep. Next, what's your plan for Saturday? Um, not 100% sure yet. See? And if each one of these schools wants to pay me, I will come teach you for $5,000 a week how to answer questions. <laughs> but when you just completely cut things off, uh-uh. bad news. So Oklahoma looks soft, weak when it comes to that. Um, the NFL, see, that's one cancel culture, canceling practice. And I can see, you know, and James Franklin's mad today at Iowa because Iowa said that Penn State was faking injuries. These college coaches are so sensitive. Why? Because they live in a bubble that's nothing but butt-kissing 24-7 by the people around them. Why? Because the communities are in insulated culture, us against the world. And that's not only collegiately, that goes up and down the board. That's why Milwaukee Brewers fans give Ryan Braun a standing ovation after he comes back after being suspended for months after doing roids, or excuse me, performance-enhancing drugs. That's why Giants fans out in San Francisco give Barry Bonds standing ovations after all the Balco stuff comes out. Communities are insulated. Look what happened with Penn State a decade ago. Joe Paz being treated unfairly. I guess the 20 kids that were raped got a, what, easy slate? Accountability has to come somewhere. And it has to arrive at some time. So James Franklin's upset because I was accusing them of faking injuries. And we didn't fake these injuries. Good gracious, guys. Whatever happened to who cares? Who cares? We'll see them again. If Penn State wins all their games the rest of the year, they will play Iowa in the Big Ten Championship game. You know? So, there's that. The NFL has a whole other canceling mess on their hands with John Gruden. And <laughs> this, combined with the Adam Schefter story today, is these emails start to, 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 to bubble to the surface. The NFL Players Associations want access to them. Why does the Players Association want access to all the emails? Well, they want all the access to the emails because they think in there there's going to be incriminating emails that colluded when it comes to salaries, that you have a situation in which ownership is talking about minority coaching candidates. They want to peel back the layers of this. And why on earth you would ever send an email to anybody thinking that thing's going to be confidential is beyond me. It's beyond me. Doesn't anybody watch any mob movies? Doesn't anybody watch any episode of NCIS or CSI or anything? Don't leave evidence around. You're worried about other guys wearing wires. Maybe I've watched The Sopranos too much. I would never, ever send an email to anyone that could ever implement me in any facet of doing something that was unprofessional against job protocol. In the way I look at things like this, well, that was a private email. Look, if you say something racist or homophobic in an email, you should lose your job. I don't care if you said it five years ago, 10 years ago. This isn't like a 17-year-old uh, that said these things at 17 and at 27, uh, it's coming out. You don't punish that. But when you say something at 48 and it comes out when you're 58, tough, you're an adult, tough. I don't have any sympathy for John Gruden in that aspect. I don't. Because... 
apparently there's more in here. We're just getting to the bottom of it, or just, we're not even to the bottom of it yet. We just took the cap off the bottle of it, if you will. But from that to, so that's that story. And then Adam Schefter gets tied into it today because Adam Schefter reached out to what? Bruce Allen in Washington and asked him for, you know, sent him his article and said, do you see anything in here that you would like to add? Well, you shouldn't be doing that. I just think it's funny when it comes to members of the media and organizations that fans, homers of teams, don't want anything exposed on that front. No, 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 no. We had that on our station today. Our afternoon drive host, Jeff and Pat, were talking about Anthony Richardson and getting snaps and transferring and getting enough stamps so he's happy. And people on Facebook sit there saying, don't say that out loud. You know, it, 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 it lays a bad precedent. What do you mean? They, they may hear this and they may leave. Oh, ever come on. Give some of these students credit. So, look, <laughs> I don't, well, when it comes to the Adam Schefter thing, I have no problem with what he did. Well, he needs to be a journalist and upfront with everything. You can't burn every source. And I'll be honest with you. I'm always honest with you. Once, once, when I was covering the Jaguars, we found out, my producer and I, Zach, found out that a Jaguar football player was flying in the morning of a game. He was in a major city the night before, having a good time. Flew in in the morning. Somebody saw him at the airport. So we reached out to his agent. His agent swore and hung up on us. At that point, we were trying to decide whether or not we should talk about this on the air. The guy was a starter. He was no longer a starter. And no, it's not Blake Bortles. So we have a Jaguar player that was a starter, no longer a starter, wasn't with the team, flew in the day before a game or the morning of a game. Do you talk about that in the air? Well, yeah, yeah, you do it. Really? At the risk of burning your relationship with the organization? We didn't cover it up. We chose not to talk about it. That's the old Dark Knight Batman. Christian Bale, Liam Neeson, Ra's al Ghul setup, right? I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Well, that's what we thought about. It's like, well, you know what? Is it worth it to to break out the battle axe for this dude? We decided no. No, it wasn't. This wasn't a big enough story for the one or two days it was going to be in the cycle to burn relationships. Player's retired now, right? Yeah, he's retired now. I'm giving you as many cookies as I, or crumbs of those cookies as if I want. At the end of the day, it wasn't worth it. So, yeah, this whole thing, oh, you got to report things all the time. That's not how it's done. Certain information you sit on, certain information you use. Human beings, right? Everybody wants transparency with the other guy, but not with their guy. So, anyway, that's where we are, the cancel culture on that end. That's a lot to to take in. It's just funny how we have coaches canceling practice, and we're going to cancel this guy. And the the big fear of all these emails when they get come out, you know, you're going to find coaches playing favoritism, but what they're really worried about, what they're really worried about is owners in these emails talking about minority coaching candidates. That's what they're, that's what they're scared to death about. There's that second thing on the list in the NFL. Bravo to the city of Jacksonville. Bravo. The fact that they were able to get the indoor practice facility thing done greenlit and that's going to cost the city what a hundred million dollars over the course of the next 20 30 years okay the four seasons 
Shad Khan wants one. I get it. He's footing the bill for most of this stuff. The city basically gave him the land and said, you don't have to pay taxes on it. That, that's the simplest way I can try to, oh, the $118 million for this and, and then $31 million. And th- it wasn't like the city had $31 million that they just gave him. They just gave him tax breaks. They gave him the land. City's going to play to re, pay to relocate that fire museum and some things down there. That's fine. You want to build that four seasons down there? Fine. Go for it. I think the money would have been better allocated to Lot J for the live arena, for the apartment complex and things in there. But at this time, they're going to go on the outside. Will they eventually do something at Lot J? Of course they will. Do I think an indoor practice facility is what's needed? No, but this is a way to get stadium upgrades. It is. Now, the next plan is what? Shade on all the fans. Shade on all the fans. I'll make a bet with you. I bet you it costs at least $250 million. Shade on all the fans? Gang, that's a roof. Or a retractable stadium of in some capacity. And those aren't cheap. Look at Miami. Will they do the same thing that they did in Miami? Possibly. And if Shad comes out and says, I'll pay $100 million for it. City of Jacksonville, you pay the other $100 million. Now that you've done that practice facility, you're kind of on the hook for it. That's where you are. It's a city you're in. It's a city you're in. Now you're going to be throwing money at money, possibly. But it's a step in the right direction for what you want to do downtown. It is. What's next? That roof, that cover, that lid, if you will. Because it says right there, part of this was at first downtown project or whatever it is. Part of the plan says what? It says cover shade on the fans. Well, then all of a sudden you're looking at like a Dallas Cowboys situation. I think like an Indianapolis Colts, old Cowboy Stadium situation. Look at old Cowboy Stadium. Look at old, or not old, but look at Lucas Oil, how that's done in Indianapolis. That's what type of situation. It's going to cost you $200, $250 million to do that. Getting all this other stuff first before they go after the big one. But look, uh, like I said, I'd rather have seen Lot J. The thing about the Four Seasons and the thing about the indoor practice facility, it doesn't benefit the people of Jacksonville at all. That's money that you're sinking in that you're not getting anything in return. Lot J, you're going to get what? You're going to get a live arena, apartment complex, um, hotel. That's something that would have benefited the people that live here immediately. This thing won't immediately. It won't. What's next? $200 million, $250 million is what's next. So, there you go. Uh, let's see here. But good, I'm happy for the city of Jacksonville. Good for them. The, look, the Urban Meyer thing, there's so many losses. This organization's lost 20 straight games. You got Trevor Lawrence. The future looks bright, but you keep on deucing your drawers as an organization. So, this, for the city to kick this up and the city to get this done, all right. There's a way to fix this. Shad Khan has shown that he's going to spend money. I know Shad's son, Tony. You listen to this? I know. This is what you guys do. It's going to cost you $75 million to do what I'm about ready to tell you to do. But it'll work and you'll succeed. You know what you do? You go out and you you find who? Ozzie Newsom. Former general manager of the Baltimore Ravens. Ozzie's in his early 60s. Now it's Ozzie, 62. Ozzie Newsom drafted what? Four Hall of Famers? 
We're Hall of Famers in Baltimore. Other than the Patriots, find me a team that's more consistently good the last 15 years, the last 20 years than Baltimore. Other than the Patriots, find me a team that's that consistently good the last 20 years than the Ravens. Go for it. They've had three different head coaches. Consistently good. The Baltimore Ravens. Ozzie Newsom did all that. Ozzie Newsom did all that. Was Ozzie's last draft pick Lamar Jackson? That's first round draft pick? The Jaguars. You go out and you find that man. And you say, Ozzie, how does $15 million a year over the next five years sound? That's $75 million. You can't pay him that much. You paid Andrew Norwell that much to be a bad left tack or left guard. I'd much rather have the guy picking over the course of the next five years, seven rounds, 35 draft picks. I would rather spend $75 million for Ozzie Newsom to sign the right players and draft the right players. $75 million? Think about if this team becomes an annual playoff team. The value of that franchise, it would go up $500 million. Ozzie, $75 million worth it? The Jaguars wanted to immediately change the culture. You go out and you give Ozzie Newsom $15 million a year to run it. It changed quickly. That dude's smart. He knows what he's doing. Rather than the 15, 20 million you're paying to buy people out every year. Uh, <laughs> wanted to wrap up with the Rays. The Rays lose to the Red Sox. People want to point the finger. It's Kevin Cash's fault. It's the owner's fault. No, no. You don't win 100 games and then lose in the postseason because management doesn't know what they're doing. Sometimes, gang, you get beat. And what happened? Your studs didn't show up. Mr. Cruz, Nelson Cruz, and was it Austin Meadows? One for 24 with 13 strikeouts in the final two and a half games of that series. Guess what, gang? If you're four and five hitter, go one for 24 with 13 strikeouts against the Red Sox in the postseason, you're going to get beat. That's what happened. A Rosarina, Kiermeyer, those guys can play their balls off. If you're four and five hitter, go one for 24. Or is it Brandon Lau? Did I say Austin Meadows met Brandon Lau? One of, one of 24, 13 Ks, going to get beat. And the whole thing of, well, Cash made this mistake, Cash made this. Oh, come on. He, both bullpens were shot. Both rosters were shot. What happened? The Red Sox got a big lead. So the Rays needed to play more with their bullpen to get back in the game. They got there and they got burned late. Why? You cannot dig holes in the postseason. You can't fall behind in the postseason on the road, especially against teams like the Red Sox. You just can't do it. They've been too good the last 15, 20 years. So this whole thing, the Rays lost because they don't have the resources. They lost because of the wall. They lost because of a bad ruling. Uh, knock it off. They lost because the Red Sox hitters showed up and their four and five hitters, their studs in the middle lineup, didn't. Sometimes it is that simple. Sometimes my better is better than your better. Sometimes your better is better than my better. You see this in basketball at the end of the year, like in the NCAA tournament, when a team loses, you're like, well, they just wanted it more. Yeah, I just spent the last 50 games busting my balls and doing all these things for the last two minutes to give up. That's what happened. Well, the other team just wanted it more. You know, the other team executed better. Executed better. Sometimes you get beat. 
can play managerial decisions and taking this guy out and taking that guy out. Oh, okay. If you want to do that, go ahead. Oh, I, I really believe this too. I wrote this down because I think it's important. This is the best raised team ever, but it's not the most successful. If we learned anything, I and this is every year I try to learn something new, right? Light bulb, new things, new things. We can differentiate those terms. Is this the greatest raised team ever? It's the best raised team ever, but it's not the most successful raised team ever. The most successful raised team ever is the one that went to the World Series last year. You can go back to the raised team in the late aughts, right, that lost to the Phillies. But I thought the most successful raised team ever was the one that went to the World Series last year. But this is the best raised team ever. The best Patriots team is the one that lost the Super Bowl, but it's not the most successful Patriots team. The most successful Patriots team was the one that beat the Eagles. The best is opposed to the most successful. Right? You can sit here and say the best Buccaneers team was the one Tony Dungy coached. But the most successful one was probably last year's. You can differentiate those terms. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, audio, media, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports on all the platforms. HarpOnSports.com, still working on it. Still a couple more things to iron out. We're going to add a written article piece that's going to pop up every couple of days there. Just working on some imaging and some of the coloring on it, some of the color scheme. So uh, going to have that done and roll that thing out. I just want to make sure it's right, and we want to make sure it's done correctly. Last thing we're going to do is roll it out to take it back, to roll it back out. So coming up here very, very soon, NewHarpOnSports.com. So there we go. Remember, the clean they focused. Oh, Halloween, by the way. I saw the new trailer really, really quick. I was getting ready to wrap things up. New trailer for Scream 5. Fantastic. Halloween Kills. Yeah. There we go. We'll have a little Halloween theme podcast coming up here. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.